Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Today we continue our fixed income conversation and take a deep dive into the latest asset class flagship piece from the Chief Investment Office. So joining us for the conversation today is the publication's lead author. So glad to welcome back Leslie Falconio, Head of Taxable Fixed Income Strategy Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Leslie, good morning. Welcome back and thank Thank you for spending some time with us today. Good morning. Thank you. So, Leslie, I made reference to the publication, that, of course, being the fixed income strategist. The title is Spring Ahead, latest edition there. So let's dive right into it. I know, Leslie, since we last spoke, uh, the Fed did move forward with a 50 basis points hike, and that was, of course, widely anticipated. Now, in this month's fixed income strategist, Leslie, I know you talk about what the market expects for the Fed funds rate plus the Treasury yield relative to CI thinking. So to start, what is the market pricing in or has perhaps already priced in through the balance of the year? Well, right now we have the market has a, a the end of year Fed fund rate at around, say, 2.7. And, you know, as you mentioned, Dan, they did, they did just go 50 basis points and they're expected to go, you know, 50 in, you know, June and a high probability of 50 in July, followed by a series of 25s. So when, so when we get to that 2.7 that the market is currently projecting, um, you know, to, we need to look at sort of like the impact that this large and aggressive front loading of Fed funds rate has had on, you know, the U.S. Treasury market, particularly the 10-year yield, which I know that everyone is, is really focused on, and as they should be, given the magnitude of the rise we've seen in yields this year. I mean, on, on Monday, just on the ninth, we were, you know, at, you know, we had a 320 10-year yield, and which is close to the highest that we've seen since the 2018, since the fall of 2018, which is around 326. Since then, you know, obviously we have, you know, backed up a bit and or in terms of uh, yields coming down. Uh, so we, we've come off that sort of, you know, a trend of rising rates. And we actually think that that more than likely that that will continue. And it's not that we believe this is going to be a straight shot in terms of, you know, yields just going to continue coming down. But we do believe that the market is being a little aggressive here. Um, and we do believe that given the fact that financial conditions are tightening as much as they are, that you know they, they may we may not have this constant aggressiveness in terms of interest rates rising. So our view at the end of the year is that interest rates probably go around that 250 to 270 area, which is where sort of that Fed funds rate is now. But we don't see them going to the 323 and a half percent. Leslie, as I was reading through the publication, something that jumped out at me, you mentioned how it will be challenging for the Fed to deliver on market expectations, which you just shared with us. So mapping up market expectations to those of CIO, what's your thinking? How do both compare? Well, you know, listen, we, when we think about, when we look at what the forward sort of 10-year yield is, right, the, the 10-year yield, you know, say a year out from now, is trending like a 32325 because it's moving alongside that Fed fund rate, which Fed funds a year from now are about a three and a quarter. So what that says is the market's not just going to stop at that, you know, two and a half percent neutral rate, but the Fed is going to go above and beyond possibly the three and a quarter or three and a half. And forward looking 10 year yields are trending towards that Fed fund rate. Now, our view is, is that actually because financial conditions are so tight and here's a perfect example, Dan. I mean, look at, look at what's happened with high yield spreads just this week alone they've moved they moved from like you know 
three ninety eight to you know four fifty five right within a matter of seven days or four or four sixty they've really gapped out, and the reason why they've gapped out obviously is because you know the equities market is feeling a little bit soft, you know people are concerned that you know either inflation expectations last too long at a too elevated level or that the Fed will be you know overly aggressive. And thereby, you know, really hit consumer demand, increase borrowing costs for the consumer and corporations, and thereby really slowing the economy. So our view is that you're not going to that the economy will slow, but it'll still be above trend. But we just don't think that interest rates are going to really, you know, rise by a large magnitude because we're already seeing such tightening in financial conditions today. Appreciate the clarity on that, Leslie. So in consideration of the many risk factors, which of course we've spoken about here on the podcast, year to date really, coupled with broader choppy market conditions, how do fixed income fundamentals look at the moment from your vantage point? Well, I mean, as we all are well aware, it's been a very, very difficult four months for the fixed income sector. I mean, you know, I can almost, I can point to so many asset classes within fixed income and say, you know, this is the worst ever. You know, and, and it is. I mean, we've had with this such velocity and such magnitude of rising interest rates, it's been very difficult for fixed income. The bulk of that, those negative total returns has been due to rising interest rates, right? But now I have to say, and, and one of the things that we think about in the second half is that our view is there's a high probability that those performance variables switch. And what I mean by that is that more than likely, you know, interest rates have been a headwind, you know, this first quarter. I think, and when you go to the second half, they'll actually be a tailwind, meaning that interest rates could come down as growth continues to slow. And up until recently, as I, as I mentioned earlier, the past, you know, four or five days, you know, actually credit spreads are actually holding in very, very well. Uh, for a very long time, they were outperforming equity. You know, they're just, the fundamentals were strong in terms of defaults and interest coverage and, and the, the, all the, all the fundamental variables that we look in terms of trying to see whether or not there's a red flag of caution, you know, when it comes to future performance. And we're not seeing that on the fundamental basis, but we are now seeing spreads widen. So I, we do think in the second half, depending how much correction we have, you know, within the next month, you know, we do think that the spreads will continue widen, but yields come down. So your performance variables will be switched. And I think that, you know, when we look going forward, the best thing to do in that kind of environment is really sort of enhance this barbell strategy. Maybe running with positioning a bit further, turning to the allocation table, Leslie, in consideration of the current environment, very challenging, as we all know, coupled with the outlook you've shared with us a few moments ago, how are you recommending that fixed income investors be positioned right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, as as I mentioned, I mean, you know, I have to say, you know, when we think about all the, you know, magnitude of the moves that we've had, you know, whether it's sentiment, you know, the equity corrections, you know, rising rates, you know, because the majority of their negative return in fixed income has been due to rising rates, you know, the, the credit side, they actually held in quite well. Again, they're starting to gap out wider now. I mean, they, they were definitely delayed. They started to catch up a little bit with the equity underperformance. But, you know, overall, I mean, they've done quite well. So what, one of the things that we've tried to do is, put a barbell strategy where, you know, we want to take some of that lower spread duration, higher yielding, you know, up in quality credit, like the one to three year corporates. And we put that against a something with a little bit more credit that's 
very you know has a nice yield to it, but as all was also has also experienced a bit more more headwinds in terms of performance, and that comes on the preferred side. So we have both of those barbells, and, that, and we have so that we, we have the preferred for the interest rate risk and the carry, and we have the short end the corporates for a cash alternative, you know, capital preservation, and you know, an incremental. Um, yield that we haven't seen for some time. And, and finally, and we've talked about this before, Dan, you know, many times, finally, you know, fixed income is doing what it's supposed to do. That's actually offering income. So when it comes to actually these levels of spreads, it's been years since we've seen some of these levels with, within at yield levels within fixed income. Leslie, very helpful conversation this morning. Thank you very much for dropping by, especially during these challenging times. It's important to hear your guidance and your take on what's moving market activity here. So thank you for joining us on Top of the Morning and looking forward to picking back up with our fixed income conversation again soon. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Thank you, Leslie. And again, today we've been joined by Leslie Falconio, head of taxable fixed income strategy Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So as a reminder to our clients and our listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, as well as portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO, including, of course, the publication which Leslie has been making reference to during our conversation today, that being the latest fixed income strategist publication, the monthly flagship uh, title is Spring Ahead for the latest edition. For clients of UBS, be sure to contact your financial advisor to learn more or to receive a copy of the publication directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.